being able to have fully custom products definitely has snowballed the business year over year. And it's kind of one of the major things that sets us apart. Hey, this is Michael Epstein. Hi, everyone. This is Ozzy from Lotus Net. This is Andy Lamb from Upper Baby. And you're listening to... And you are in... And you're listening to the Peacock Show. Welcome to the Ecom Show, presented by Blue Tusker, the number one place to hear the inside scoop from other e-commerce experts, where they share their secrets on how they scaled their business and are now living the dream. Now, here is your host, Andrew Mass. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. I'm your host, Andrew Maff, and today I am joined by Andy Lamb of Upward Baby. Andy, how you doing today? You ready for a good show? I'm doing well, Andrew. Very ready, very ready. Great. So this is going to be a good one. I always love doing uh, episodes like this where we can just get super deep into a business like yours. So let's let's do the quintessential opportunity here where you can kind of just give everyone a little bit of an overview on your background, your business, and we'll go from there, okay? Uh, Sure. My name is Andy. You can find me at the general IG or Instagram at the official Andy Lamb. Started a small e-commerce business about three to four years ago, and now I'm in the process of selling it. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at at this point in time, among other businesses, of course. Beautiful. So you're in the middle of exiting right now, correct? That's correct. How's that going Um, so far? It has been an adventure, something that I did, <laughs> definitely did not think about when I had first started my business, but it is something I'm super excited about moving forward. I think as with most, I mean, coming from an Amazon FBA background, a lot of people kind of start that as a, a side hustle, a way to make some extra money, but it ended up turning out to be a lot more than that. Um, mm-hmm. And more so a passion and growing something that I'm really proud of uh, to this day, I have to say. Yeah. Nice. So you, I, I believe you started this in college, right? You had a job, you started this as a side hustle. And then now it's kind of obviously a full-time thing, correct? Kind of. Yeah. So I was born and raised in the Bay Area, San Francisco more specifically. Uh, if, you're, if you're familiar and you're listening, it's, it's <laughs> extremely expensive to live in San Francisco. It's probably one of the most expensive cities. I went to school in San Francisco, grew up in San Francisco, finished school in San Francisco as well. Found a job. Um, I think I was getting paid like my starting salary was maybe like thirty-five to forty thousand dollars a year. And obviously living in San Francisco, that's even below paycheck to paycheck. So I was <laughs> definitely struggling. Uh, luckily at the time I had a friend who I had not met yet at the time, but he's a friend of a friend um, who was already doing Amazon FBA and he found a decent amount of a decent amount of success while even he was still working his nine to five. At the time I was working nine to five, but I was also uh, hustling by scalping tickets. I know it's a very frowned upon industry, but uh, I actually grew that to about a six figure business as well. Um, scalping tickets? Scalping tickets, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I had a few hundred thousand dollars in sales, scalping tickets, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as a very scalable business model. So that's when I kind of took to Amazon FBA. It, it was definitely out of, uh, out of struggle, but it, it, it became something more of a passion and then more of something that I grew truly interested in in the long yeah. run. So yeah. why don't you give us a little insight into what your product line is? Sure. Well, I guess to start, I myself, if you don't have any children, uh, that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a common question just because it's like, you know, how did you even get started in this, in this niche or how did you get into this product selection? But Alfred baby is 
solely focused right now on baby lead weaning. So it's uh, focused on those transitionary products that help kids start to self-feed. Um, it's become more and more of a trend within the last year or two uh, where parents are going are skipping the feeding or helping their baby feed where, um, I mean, sorry, directly into uh, babies feeding themselves. So a lot of the products that we focus on are products that make parents' lives easier, a lot less free products, um, a lot more ergonomic utensils, a lot more attractive utensils that help babies, you know, really want to hold on to the utensils to, you know, try to mimic their parents when they're eating. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what the brand is about. You know, a lot of suction products so that the babies aren't throwing their bowls around and throwing their plates mm -hmm. around. A lot of these products have been around for a little bit, um, but there wasn't a lot of representation in the marketplace, especially on Amazon. We've been able to dive deeper into the lead weeding space, um, really study the market base, consumer base, and create products that were really, really made sense and that were very aesthetically pleasing. So things that parents actually wanted in their household, especially parents my age or a little older. Yeah, that, that's kind of how the Upper Baby uh, lead weaning line came about. And it's it's become one of the leading brands on Amazon. How exactly did you come across this product line? <laughs> this this is if you don't have a child, it's kind of hard <sighs> to stumble across an open market yeah. in, in the baby area. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, aside from the general market research that most Amazon FBA sellers do, uh, I hope it was, I think, in 20... 18, I was pre-pandemic. I was on a trip to China when the idea of Amazon FBA came about. So I was like, you know, I might as well just kind of scope out some of the markets, see what products are out there, what are interest, what seems interesting, what may be of, of use in, in the US and, and of profit. Um, so one of the first products that I did see was a uh, food catching baby bib. Fully sil full silicone product, very lightweight, very easy to ship, probably very cheap to manufacture. That was my thought process at the time. But I think uh, after spending some time at the markets, didn't really find much. So I decided to kind of scope out some manufacturers. Of course, everybody goes on sites like Alibaba. So that was the first thing that I did uh, in looking for a manufacturer product. So that ended up being the first product for Upward Baby. Didn't turn out to be as profitable as I had thought, <laughs> just because that was my first product going into Amazon. People had already been selling it um, at an even cheaper price point and it ended up being more competitive than I had originally anticipated. But that was kind of the birth of Upward Baby. I had already kind of built the social media and email and brand base around it. So I was like, you know, babies are always going to be born. There's always going to be a demand for new baby products. And I just happened to stumble upon the growing niche of baby lead weaning. So we no longer sell that exact first product that I had first launched, but we do have a new variation of it that does very well in a feeding set. That's that's mm -hmm. now uh, one of Upper Baby's top selling products. So yeah, that, that's kind of how Upper Baby was born. <laughs> so what is what this was? You said 2018. So what kind of tech stack were you using to find? You know, as you were doing your own product research into which product line to get into. Um, yeah. How did you? get into that. Yeah. So there's tons and tons of softwares like Helium 10, Jumbo Scout, which kind of pull together all of the Amazon data and yeah. using their own algorithms, they'll poop out a bunch of products for you to choose from that they that their algorithm deems, deems successful or has high success rate. Of course, when I was first starting out, I spent hours and hours on this, but then eventually I realized a lot of the potential was going to come from really just studying the consumer base. So if I was going to focus on baby lead weaning, I really needed to understand, especially because I'm not a parent, 
I really needed to understand what parents were looking for, what products made sense. There's tons and tons of baby brands out there that have been around for much longer than Upper Baby. So it really took a lot to understand what was needed in the marketplace and understand, be able to provide what was of value within reason for differentiation. Um, and then also with room for profit. So I think for us, it was just kind of stressing the point that we wanted to add as much value as we could into our products while being able to differentiate from what was already in the marketplace. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So a lot of sellers, you know, or, you know, even a lot of big businesses and entrepreneurs, they kind of say like, you have to be passionate about the product that you're selling or the service that you're offering or anything along those lines. Were you passionate about baby lead weaning? Or is it one of those things that like, as you started to get into it, you realize like, okay, you're passionate about some aspect of it. Exactly. As mentioned in the intro, this was completely a side hustle. And, yeah. you know, I was looking for products that were most profitable for, for me, for, for me personally to sell. Um, but as the business started to grow, it definitely became a passion in being able to provide as much value as possible. I think with most businesses, it really comes down to the product and the brand. So just being able to have a brand that I was personally proud of that produced quality products that the, the our social media and our, you know, just reviews on Amazon just are a good reflection of what our pipeline looks like if we're able to get reviews that are saying both negative and positive if we're getting reviews that are positive saying like you know we really love these products the suction ability works great or my kids won't re release the utensils or they, they they just love using it it definitely means a lot to myself in the business whereas you know if we get negative comments we take those to heart as well and we really try to make as many changes as we can to really add as much value and uh cater to the consumer base as much as possible yeah. especially uh this age group of parents so getting into a product line like that like what what was your go-to-market strategy because like you came in in 2018 so it, it wasn't exactly as easy as it once was where you just throw a product up on amazon and start making a ton of money so how did you kind of get that snowball effect going on a product line that didn't have that much competition yeah, um, they're my personal way of being able to kind of create that moat uh, for Upward Baby and a way for us to stand out was that almost all of our products are fully custom, um, whether they may be hand drawn by myself and then CAD models are created by my suppliers. Everything is fully custom. Oops. Everything is fully custom based on the voice of the customer, as well as reviews that have been left on other uh, competitors, um, just to really add a form of creating as much value as possible, as well as getting to the consumer base, as well as creating that differentiation that where other competitors aren't. All of our products, I mean, with most Amazon FBA business that you'll see, and if, I don't know if you've had other people on this on, on this podcast, but everybody goes through Amazon FBA courses when they're trying to start an Amazon FBA business. And they, they kind of tell you things that used to work maybe five years ago, where you could find a profitable product, product Maybe change the color, maybe change the quantity or the packaging, um, but that just doesn't really work anymore. Um, so being able to have fully custom products definitely has snowballed the business year over year. And it, it's kind of one of the major things that sets us apart just because our products don't look like anybody else's uh, on the market. At this point mm -hmm. in time, at least. <laughs> so then I, I would assume this would probably be a relatively similar answer, but you know, you started four years ago, you surpassed seven figures a year, you're now going through an exit. Like, what would you say was your secret sauce to just kind of keep trucking along there and keep the business, you know, growing at that rate? 
Uh, that is a good question. Um, with most speaking to Amazon FBA specifically, I know that the e-commerce space is so large, uh, but speaking mm-hmm. to Amazon FBA specifically, if you know what works, it's really best to just stick to what works. Um, Amazon FBA specifically is a very rinse and repeat process. So if you're able to kind of find products that are profitable um, within a specific niche to grow your brand, uh, not only will you grow our brand identity, um, your brand will grow to be one of those recognized names in the space. Um, so with Alfred Baby's catalog continuously growing throughout the years, um, a lot of people have come to Amazon to look for baby lending, baby lead weaning products from Amazon specifically. So staying within the niche is very important. And sorry, I'm losing track of the question again, but, um, <laughs> like how, so you started four years ago and you surpassed that seven figure mark. You're obviously now exiting. How is it like, what do you think was your secret sauce to kind of get that first seven figure year is usually a pretty big challenge for a lot of sellers. Yeah. Then once they get over it, it's like the 5 million, then the 10 million mark. So what do you think it was that was able to get you over that initial threshold? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, sorry, uh, just to continue what I previously said, just expanding the product line within the niche. That's super important uh, while also being to provide as much value and differentiation in the market as possible. And then I think another really big part is having a good brand story as well as uh, a strong marketing background. So I myself am not a marketer. I came from a microbi- microbiology, biotech, soil research uh, technician. So not not business oriented or marketing at all. Um, so more recently, I, I started. Well, ever since I started my business, I ran all of the marketing myself in terms of Amazon marketing. Uh, but within the last few months, I had onboarded uh, a marketing agency which kind of took the business to another level. So if you're not familiar with marketing, it's it's always useful to learn uh, upfront just so you know what's going on when the time comes for you to outsource that. But if somebody else can do it for better for you, it's it's probably a good investment, especially when you're doing e-commerce marketing is, is a huge, huge factor. So that's something I, I highly recommend and probably one of the main reasons for my recent growth for Upward Baby. So I think I hit that seven figure mark uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Since then, I think if I was to have the business by the end of this year, it'd probably be in the mid seven figures. So huge growth within a short amount of time. So what made you decide to finally outsource to an agency? Partially, Partially from a recommendation from a friend. They had seen really good results. So I was like, it's very worthwhile to use it's very worthwhile to take a shot, you know, invest in the business, invest in yourself. And I, I'm currently running other two, running two other businesses. So I was tired of pulling my hair out, trying to uh, run the heads by myself in a, in a mediocre fashion. So prior to using the agency, I was using softwares that would do the day-to-day optimizations. But I really thought that those were really cutting the business short. And turns out they were. Uh, as soon as the agency had take, taken the product or taken the brand on, they've done wonders. So no complaints on that end. Nice. So how did you... So obviously that was through word of mouth, but did you do any other kind of due diligence behind this agency? It's always interesting to me how people select some of the agencies they work with. Yeah. Uh, this is the first full-time agency that I've worked with. They were running, I don't know if you're fairly familiar with Amazon DSP, 
but they were running Amazon DSP for me for a few months. And then my friend was telling me that they were, they were doing really good with uh, regular Amazon sponsored products or sponsored ads. So, so then I transitioned on to have them run my ads as well. Okay. Nice. <laughs> what about on the like design aspects? So when you're doing your listing optimization, Jerry plus content, all that fun stuff, do you have someone you work with or were you doing that yourself? For the most part, I was doing that by myself. I think I didn't start to onboard some team members until maybe like six months ago. So for about three years, when Alpha Baby was way past its seven-figure mark, or sorry, three months. Wait, yeah, for about three years, Upper Baby was past its seven-figure mark, and I was running that completely by myself. Listings, images. I had a professional photographer that I've worked with for years, so I would send him the product. He would take photos for me. Recently, onboarded a graphic designer, so she kind of puts over, puts together some of the infographics for me as well. Videos are outsourced, of course, because they don't have a child, and I am not a videographer. <laughs> But most of that media is outsourced. Uh, listing is self-generated, um, as well as backend keywords and things like that. So most of that is done by myself because I really want to be able to tell the story of why we created certain products and you know what the quality of those products were and why they would cater to the that consumer base. Mm. So I, I know that you do have a, a website that, you know, Upper Baby's got all their options on, Is but is most of your focus on the Amazon side or do you have any focus off Amazon? Uh, at this point in time, it's primarily on Amazon. Um, we have tried uh, a lot of external traffic directed to our personal website. Um, mm -hmm. I think for a period of time, we went pretty heavy on it just to kind of test and see where it would go. It has a lot of potential. Again, I'm just not an expert on the marketing side. So that's something I, if moving forward, I would have an agency kind of do for me just because that's a whole nother beast. Uh, D2C marketplace. I've, I've worked specifically on Amazon marketing, Amazon product launch, you know, how to really market on Amazon. Um, so being able to market off Amazon is a little more, a little more work. Um, yeah. so for me personally, I'm still pretty new to the space. I was relatively new to the space. A lot for me to personally personally learn on the DDC side, but will come in the next few years, hopefully. Yeah. Did you try any um, strategies in driving traffic to Amazon from off Amazon? Like I know, I know a lot of sellers that are you know solely on the FBA side. They they always have like little tiny tricks that they can figure out. I know driving traffic from off Amazon, if you, you know, leverage a search term and send it to a certain URL, it can help you rank in certain ways. Like there's a lot of those little, like, I don't want to call them, they're not black hat, but like little tricks that a lot of the FBA sellers work on, like anything like that, that you gave a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially early on. I mean, early on, it was a big thing to kind of run like Facebook ads. This is, this is one of the launch strategies, but to like run Facebook ads, to mm -hmm. giveaways, to give those giveaway or like, hugely discounted products. Um, and those giveaways would lead to many chat sequence. It's like an automated messaging bot sequence. Uh, yeah. And then that would lead to like a direct link to a specific search term to purchase the product. Or it would give instructions to be like, you know, search silicone spatula and look up for this product under silicone spatula and make the purchase. And then you kind of rank up uh, Amazon's algorithm that way. Mm -hmm. Amazon's gotten a lot more strict with that. So I really haven't touched those things in such a long time just because I personally don't like doing anything risky for the business. Although that, mm -hmm. although plenty of people are doing it still, oh, yeah. um, there's just... <laughs> There's just so many ways for Amazon to figure it out now. It's it's not worth an account shutdown, especially for a larger uh, a larger business or a larger yeah. Amazon account. So there's tons of those ways. Um, in terms of direct traffic, that is not super black tech. 
black hat. I tested Google ads for a little bit. I think the Google ads weren't directly to Amazon. So wouldn't even consider that. There was some like social media. We worked with some social media influencers, um, Instagram, TikTok. uh, That worked. That worked better than expected. Uh, It's it's kind of hard, even with Amazon's attribution, to kind of check how those. Just because Amazon attribution isn't quite where it needs to be, in my personal opinion, but it's hard to really check to see what's converting. But it does get your name out there. So if you're if you're willing to double down on just kind of building top of funnel traffic and just getting your name out there. I think it's really valuable to have influencers, micro influencers, either post your stuff, talk about your stuff. And sometimes it's free of charge or like in exchange for a product. So it's it's mm-hmm. not a bad deal in most cases. Nice. So let's let's fast forward now to, I guess, today. So because we've had plenty of sellers on the show, we've had uh, several sellers that have exited. You're the first we've had on the show that's in the middle of an exit and going through that whole process. So what has that been like so far? Yeah. So starting the business, I had no idea that people wanted to buy e-commerce businesses. So it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily... Especially FBA ones. <laughs> exactly. So it wasn't always in the back of my mind. And it probably wasn't on my mind until within the last year, I started getting a lot of cold outreaches. I, initially, I thought they were spam. <laughs> but a lot of aggregators are starting to pop up. As you know, a mm-hmm. lot of money is being thrown into the space. And I was getting a lot of calls and emails from companies that were looking to purchase Upward Baby. And it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't really a serious consideration of mine until one of my friends had sold their business, I think for about like 17 after also about three years of building it by himself, which was really impressive. So it wasn't really a consideration until I started also creating other businesses. It's been quite the journey and I was almost going to accept an offer, but I figured I was selling myself short if I had accepted one of those cold call offers. So Mm. um, I decided to reach out to my friend and that's when he had I recommended recommended me over to the Fortier Group, who I'm working working with now. They're like a brokerage company. They kind of facilitate the entire process, and they help you with marketing and basically the A to Z of selling the business. This is the first business that I'm personally selling, so I didn't want to go into it blind. And I figured it would be a great opportunity to be able to work with a broker and the Fortia group. Or my, my, my friend had such good reviews of Fortia. So that's why I had gone with the Fortia group. And, you know, since working with them for a few months now, uh, it's, it's been very eye opening and they've been very, very helpful. So is that the same friend that told you about the agency? They're, they're partners. So same business. Yeah. I guess? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had his own business. My other friend had his own business, uh, but they recently just joined forces on a new brand that's doing very well as well. Nice. So what are, what are the other two businesses that you started? <laughs> the other one is another e-com. It's, I'd probably say it's like 50% FBA, 50% DDC. It's going to be, uh, it's actually this brand right here. It's going to be called Badium, but it's like a fishing apparel performance wear brand that is, we currently have some products up right now. It's sold out pretty quickly. Uh, this is our second product line, product launch. That's one of them. The other one is a uh, short-term rental completely off e-commerce, but short-term rental brand that's called GoCrumbs. It's going to be an experiential rental Airbnb type business. Huh. So you're getting yeah. rid of one business and starting two new ones. Uh, yeah, kind of. Hopefully <laughs> not anymore. Um, for a while, I was running three. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy, really appreciate having you on the show. It was great chatting with you. Why don't you take a second here, let everyone know where they can find more information about you and Upward yeah. Um, for as long as you still have it. I guess. Yeah, for me, it might not be mine for too long. 
Um, but you can find all of our products on Amazon by just by searching up with baby or on our own personal website, uh, Facebook, Instagram. For me personally, I used to be super active on social media, but I, if you're interested in any Amazon FBA specific tips, um, I was posting videos twice a week on my YouTube channel. If you go on YouTube, the official Andy Lamb, it'll probably get you started with a pretty successful Amazon FBA business without having to pay for a course. And then Instagram, the same, the official Andy Lamb, but feel free to ask any questions if you have them. Nothing right. to sell you. You're not, uh, you're not starting a course business? <laughs> I don't have, no, I do not have time for a course. Uh, I do get people <laughs> asking me questions every now and then. So I'm happy to help where I can. No mentorship, no course. Uh, feel free to ask me questions. Great. <laughs> right. Andy, thank you so much for being on the show. Obviously, good luck with your exit. Everyone else, Thanks. thank you so much. Make sure you tune in next time, but rate, review, subscribe to wherever it is you prefer to listen to us on any podcast platform, YouTube, or at thecomshow.com. But per usual, we'll see you all next time. And thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to The Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show. 